everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Craft beer is a liquid asset. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Damn good, dude. It better be craft beer. Uh, oh, it is craft beer. It's from Omegang. Omegang. Oh and it's, uh, oh And uh, they, they do the Game of Thrones beer, which I, I have to say I am a fan of. Mm-hmm. I, I like pretty bottles. And Wait, you're a, you're a fan of Game of Thrones or the Game of Thrones beer? Uh, both. Okay, both. good. But uh, the, the beer, it, it was recommended to me actually by Robbie. He, he's a, a listener. Uh-huh. And uh, it's called Vala Morgulis. And it, uh, it's in Valerian. And it means all men must die. Valerian's not a real language, right? Uh, dude, it's real. It's real. <laughs> in the show. Don't even go there. Hmm. <laughs> I, I do watch Game of Thrones, but I'm, I can't. I'm kind of offended right now. I don't follow. I, I can't. I can't follow anybody. Like you need like a whole guide and a map, and I don't have time for that. Uh, I, I am I'm drinking uh, one village smart blend coffee out of my Vanguard mug, which reads: "Caution: The contents of this mug are extremely cost effective." <laughs> Funny. Uh, Too clever. Yeah. So, um, uh, or sorry, today's catchphrase is: "Craft beer is a liquid asset." And that was sent in to us by Corey from Facebook. So thank you very much, Corey. That is a great catchphrase. Uh, and you can send your catchphrases in to Facebook. It's facebook.com slash listenmoneymatters. Uh, or I prefer sending it into Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at moneymattersman. But if you don't have Twitter, you know. You, you can... actually, uh, we also we also added something uh, today. Uh, do you want, you said, do you, do you want to talk? Well, all right. I mean, we can. We can well, I was going to say just real quick. Um, you could also send them in by Google+. Plus. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate your face. Uh, <laughs> I got you. You thought I was talking about something else. Yeah, I, yeah, right. So, uh, do you want me to talk about that? That's something else. Yeah, no, yeah, well. no, no. All right, oh, yeah, go for it. No, no, no. Uh, we have a a hotline, a phone number that you can call and give your financial rants. So, just you know what? I'm not going to go into it too much. Just call it. It's in beta right now. But go to uh, call eight five six eight one eight three seven three eight and leave us a message. And we'll figure out what to do with it later. <laughs> can you can you do it with like a Russian accent? No. Right, no. Thank you. Th- like, thanks for. I, I don't even want to attempt it. I'd have to practice that. <laughs> I don't even want to try. H- how about like a Jamaican one? No, I can't do that either. I can say uh, mon, and I can say beer can, <laughs> which sounds like bacon <laughs> or beer can, beer can, beer can. Dial the financial hotline, mon. There you go. Not too great uh we are all right let's get let's get into it shall we mm. christ we've wasted enough time uh we have a guest on the show today his name you can hear him giggling <laughs> i'm trying i've just this whole time i've been stifling my laughter uh his name is nathaniel boyle and he has a uh a podcast about traveling called daily travel podcast which you can find at dailytravelpodcast.com and it's the only first and only daily travel podcast like us, he has a show every single day. Nathaniel, how are you today? I'm doing really well, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, what are you drinking? All right, so I've got I've got a couple drinks here. Uh, the first is an iced coffee from Chillmark, and they're I think what? they're in I think they're in Maine. Chillmark, yeah, they're just a, like a little local is that like craft path, coffee. Path. Oh, so it's not like uh, Pathmark or anything. No, yeah. No. Are you in Maine? What that is. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm out actually out on Cape Cod. The very so if you take the hook of Massachusetts, uh-huh. I am all the way at the very end of it. The tip. I'm at the tip. Just the tip. Just I'm hanging just nailed at the tip. It. Mm. Yep. Spend a lot of time at the tip. All right, so you're just you're drinking the iced coffee there. 
Yeah, I've got that. And then I've got a beer here too, which I was thinking of opening and I've been saving and I figured there was no better time to have a beer like this than on a public forum like your podcast. What's that, Coors so Light? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, have you guys heard of Miller Light? It's actually an <laughs> <Yeah>. alternative. <laughs> oh, I see. It's what the hipsters are drinking instead of- It's a craft beer liquid asset. Yes. No, it is a bottle of, uh, I don't know if you can see this because there's no label on these bottles, uh-huh. but it's uh, uh, West Veteran 12. Whoa. Oh, dude. You heard of it? No. I have not heard of it, but it looks ridiculously awesome. Okay, so it's the highest rated Belgian ale on Beer Advocate. And it was for at one point the highest rated beer in the world for a while. What? Until until they released a sort of gift six pack uh, option, which came with a couple glasses in the United States recently. I had this bottle kicking around. It's got a date on it from let's see, it was bottled on uh September twenty second, two thousand and thirteen. Mm-hmm. And uh they released a sort of six pack, and I think that the exposure to the reality of the beer instead of this being this mystique of this Belgian ale that's brewed by this small collective of monks. Yeah. And they're just outside of Bruges. I actually drove by their uh, their abbey at a time when it was not open. It really bumped me out. But uh, I think that being exposed to the reality of the beer has knocked it down a few. Where, but that said, it's still the highest rated Belgian ale in the world. Interesting. Where did you, um, you pick that up at? I can't not drink it now that I've said all that. No, yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah, we, we need to hear you pop it. All right. You know... This is a big deal. Oh yeah, yeah. That was. Okay, I'm. So I'm very envious over here. This is a celebration right now. Yeah. Okay. You celebration, know, like, bitches. Belgian ale is kind of my thing. It's, uh, is it? Well, yeah. that's why you're yeah. having some Oma Gang right out of Cooperstown. Have you been up to the Oma Gang Brewery? I have not. I, I need to. It's like, very Co- cool. Cooperstown, like where the baseball Hall of Fame is. That's right. It's oh. the same. It's the same place. It's about yeah. a you know 15 minute drive from from the Hall of Fame. Huh. And it's the it's it's kind of the outside of things to places to eat. It's the only other thing to do in Cooperstown, uh, but it's well worth a trip because it's this cool big white alpine uh, lodge that looks like it's a big farmhouse almost on top of a on top of a field, uh, and there's nothing around it except for that. And if you go up during the winter, it has this great effect because they they've dug out from like two feet of snow, and you drive through the snow in order to get up into this lodge, and you actually drive through the alpine lodge. And then uh, park in the back, and it's it's very rustic, but it's fun. Man, speaking of traveling, I'm gonna <laughs> go there. Where, where's the where's exactly. the where's the Abbey at in where'd you, where'd you in Belgium? West Lutteran Abbey is outside. Let's see. Uh, I was driving from Paris to Bruges. I was gonna spend one night in Bruges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took my wife to Paris for uh, uh, Valentine's Day, just to be you know that guy romantic and. Um, we decided we'd take one day drive. We rented a car in Paris, drove up across the uh, EU border uh, between, let's see, the EU, the EU border crossing uh, mm-hmm. between France and Belgium, went to Bruges. Once you get into Belgium, uh, it's pretty close to the French border, but it's just beyond the Flemish regions of, of, either, of either country because those, that's where the sort of sour beers in the farmhouse. Yeah, from, I, right? love, I love Flemish beers. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's a, to me, a, that's a pilgrimage for you guys to take if you like those beers. Oh, absolutely. Just drive from Abbey needs to, to happen. Abbey. Yeah. Dude, all right. So, all right. If that needs to happen. Oh, you got a good glass, too. Oof, smells like, so good. You got the palm glass going. Oh, I'm so fucking jealous. Oh, my God. It's so good. So, all right. Let's, just, let's assume we want to go on this, this pilgrimage of, of beer uh, throughout the uh, – what, what, uh, what part of Europe would that be considered? That would be the uh, the northeastern part of France and mm-hmm. the western part of Belgium. Although I, the the Belgian beer extends throughout the whole country. So I got to imagine, and, and uh, just to get just to just break the 
the the topic. We, we want to talk about getting the getting flights now. Not necessarily with you know because there's ways to get free flights, right? There's you know there's 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 this idea of credit card churning and and getting points and mileages. But we're we're not. I don't really want to get into that because. Uh, I am just a normal dude, right? And I just want to make sure that I'm getting the best deal when it comes to flying around the country. Because th- I will tell you that personally, or, I, or internationally, yeah, oh, I mean, well, but yeah, I, I want to go internationally. Yeah, you, I'm you more of a, I'm, yeah, I'm more of a don't want to fly over an ocean kind kind of guy. But this idea that um, every time I go and book a flight, I it's the most stressful and nerve wracking thing I can possibly think of to the point where I've actually asked other people to do it for me because I don't I don't know. So, you know, I the first time I ever booked a flight on my own, I went to Florida. And I'm like, 300 bucks? What the <laughs> hell? That's ridiculous. From Philly? From Philly. That is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. See, and I didn't know, but then then and then I, I talked to a friend and she got it down to like 250. And I don't like I don't there's I know there's so many tricks and there's so many freaking websites like Hipmunk uh, uh, kayak, Priceline, Travelocity, Orbits, fuck, I can't even name, I mean, Expedia, Expedia. Fair Compare, just, yeah, re- yeah like, all right, so, I guess, um, to, to go, what's the best website for booking flights, in your opinion? Well, it's, there's no single best website for booking flights, and mm. the best place to book flights is directly through the airlines themselves. Um, for a number of reasons, you're a little bit more protected if you're not dealing with a third party. Uh, you're you're more likely to find an, uh, a lower fare. Sometimes it's not always the case. What do you mean but, you're more protected? Okay, so if you fly, for example, mm-hmm. if you fly on a major carrier of your choice to a major hub like uh, Andrew for you, let's say that's Amsterdam or Dublin or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, let's say for you, it's you're just flying to New York or L.A. or something, right? Like and and if if you, if you get if if your flight let's see how do i put this if your flight changes mm-hmm. the the if the fare changes after the fact they will actually issue you like a voucher right i mean does that make sense so yes so you probably won't get like if if the flight lowers and you feel like you've paid a higher price they will issue you a voucher in the full refund amount on the condition and this is for American carriers on the condition that you use that voucher to book the same flight itinerary, right? So it's in a way they're just allowing you to exchange it for the lower rate. So you, but if return you return your more expensive ticket and rebuy it, is that what you're correct. saying? Yeah, oh. that's correct. So, ah. so that's exactly right. Thank you. Yeah. So the, that's only one reason. The other reason is if you need to make a change, like it's going to be so much harder for you to do that if you've booked through a third party like Expedia or Orbitz than if you just book directly through an airline. And then on top of that, there are budget airlines like Southwest uh, that don't even appear on these search engines. So that- if you wanted to fly on, like, say, United, right, you go uh- – to like kayak or something, find that, or you want to fly on a airline, you find that United is the cheapest, but then you don't buy through kayak, you buy through United. United. That's correct. Now you're you might find a lower fare on certain budget, uh, budget airline, or I should say budget search engines. Okay. Things like Mamondo or WeGoLow.com or CheapoAir.com. Wow, I've they never heard might, of any of those. <laughs> so they might have. Uh, they might have lower airfares listed, but more often than not, you're going to make it worth your while to 
uh, book directly through the airline just to, just for the safety of it, just in case you need to change, just in case there's a cancellation. Uh, you're, it's going to be easier for the airline to get in and make the change. But if you're booked through Expedia, then Expedia is not, probably not going to help you. Mm. And the airline's going to have their hands tied because they didn't book your flight. So then you're more likely out of luck and it's going to become this uh, customer service headache for you. Are you telling me that the reason I've never been on a Southwest flight is because I'm booking through third-party applications? Southwest does not appear on any third-party search engine. No shit. Well, okay, because I've also never been, and I've only booked the third-party. But then let me ask you, what am I missing with Southwest? Are they like the cheapest and like best? Like, what what's the deal? They have wide, uh, they have a wide reach. Like, they've got a big network of hubs and. They fly now. They're flying to the Caribbean. They're flying to uh, parts of Central America. They fly just about all over the country, and yeah, they're really cheap right now. They're flying from Boston to Chicago for ninety nine dollars or less. Real trip? What? To yeah, for and that's over the holidays right now. Okay, Get so, the hell so, out of here. Yeah, Southwest does have good deals. Dude, they might not be everybody's favorite airline, but they and don't why have is that? Those things. Well, because at least for me, I don't love the seating. Uh, I actually really like the, their their customer service, and I like. The I way heard seating is like a bus where you just get in and sit wherever. That's exactly right. So they they huh. you get a you get a boarding position. So you might be like a one, in which case you're the first person on, or you might be a twenty, in which case you're the twentieth person on, you or you pay be more C47, for a better position. Which yes, you can upgrade right before you get on for forty dollars, which I've done before. Actually, I've done that multiple times. I don't really. I don't love it. I hate to pay $40 on the spot. Um, but if it looks like it's going to be a full flight and I have other people with me or I want to ensure that I'm sitting up, up front, uh, you know, I might want to do that. Matt, I'm like you. I can be a kind of a nervous flyer sometimes. So well, I'm curious because in like buses on like the subway and stuff, or actually maybe not in the New York subway, but oftentimes like you'll take a seat, <clears throat> trains, like NJ Transit, you'll sit in the aisle and no one will ever sit in because it's like a pain in the ass. So like, does everyone just like sit in a seat strategy? So they sit next to no one. Like how does, have you noticed recently how flights, when was the last time you were on an empty flight? I was Uh, on a flight recently from Turkish airlines. Oh, I just booked on Turkish airlines this morning. Really? Good luck on your landing, dude. (laughs) They hit, they hit the ground really freaking hard in Istanbul. uh, yeah, we, we went to like different places like uh, uh, Kashmir, or, or Ka- Kashmir and, and Cappadocia. And my friend was, he told me about it. And I was like, nah, like whatever. Like they, like, they just slam into the ground. People, it, was a, it was the latest flight in a very long time where people clapped on the landing. I had that experience Jeez. to me happen at, in Blantar, Malawi, which is a country in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, the runway is so short that when they hit, they have to hit the very beginning. They have to hit very hard. Because of the, sh- the, the short ah, amount of distance that, that could so be it, yeah. That might have been it. Um, all right. So <laughs> I've, I have been on an empty – not an empty flight, but a flight – the first time this ever happened, I was flying from Philadelphia to Indianapolis. So why would anybody be on that flight? And I went – I was on the flight, and there was a guy sitting right next to me because that's where we were assigned. And then the people were like, uh, you guys can spread out. There's, there's room for everyone. And I got to lay across an entire aisle and just pass out. And it was only a two-hour flight. It was great. <laughs> it's much rarer, though, I find these days to be on a flight that is not full. And that's yeah. particularly true on Southwest. I don't know if their strategy is different than other airlines. But the fact is, is that airlines don't make a whole lot of money per seat. So it's become much more normal this day and age and in the past five to eight years for flights to book out, for, for airlines to deliberately 
uh, fill up their flights. So when you're getting on Southwest, yes, having having a, uh, a seat, you know, is not necessarily a given. The old trick of of uh, claiming the middle seat when you secretly want an aisle or a window so that you can get all three, hoping nobody sits next to you, doesn't work as well as it used to. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I all right. So like you, you, we had talked just now, and I've kind of gone on a secret little mission uh, while we were talking to Southwest. Because I'm looking, there's a possibility that there's a conference going on in Orlando in November, and I would, I'm thinking about going, but I don't really want to spend a lot of money to go, book my flight. I go on Southwest, and it looks expensive, like way expensive. Like, what's the deal? Like, here's the thing. I don't know where to even begin. So where do you begin, like, researching the best deal? And, And how do you know... If you're even getting that deal, like, is there a comparison chart to, like, say, you know, hey, if you're, you know, is there, like, a third party, just a comparison research site or something? Because I would say, like, if I was flying to Chicago and I paid $175, I would think that was a killer deal. But I had no idea that, like, $99 was a thing. Or out there, yeah. Right. Okay, so the number one, step one, like, the number one uh tool in your toolkit for finding cheap airfare is going to be time. Overarching, it's going to be time. It's going to be when you buy your ticket, like, you know, what day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're going to be cheaper than any other day. And that makes sense, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the purchase time. Correct. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Purchase time, not the time when you fly. Also, the time when you fly. Okay. So if if I purchase (laughs) on a Tuesday and I fly out on a Tuesday, uh, that's a good, that's a good window. Correct. And if you fly out on a Tuesday in March to Europe, then it's going to be an even better window than a Tuesday in July to Europe. And because right, of summer vacations. So time, when you buy your ticket, what, when, when in the week you fly, and the time of the year. In other words, the off-season is always going to be cheaper. But if you're able to be flexible with your time, I mean, you can save hundreds, if not like 50% off the trip that you've always wanted to take. J- just to be clear before we move forward, like the best time to buy a ticket is Monday through Wednesday, and the best time to fly out yeah, is Monday money. through Wednesday. Correct. And yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday are even better. I mean, think about it. It's quite, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, I guess it's like midweek. So oh, it's shit. like an awkward vacation time. And I mean, yeah, so, that's right. Well, okay. Look, today's Wednesday. I'm, I'm leaving on a Tuesday and it's November. Why okay. am I still paying a ridiculous amount of money for these tickets? Well, you're looking at Orlando in what did you say? December, oh, I did November, say November. Yes. Yeah, so so that's their on season. Yeah, and you're also looking at Orlando, which is kind of its own entity. Uh, they have sales. They have deals. Absolutely. It's it's a very popular place to go, especially in the colder months because of yes. Disney World. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's always its own thing. If you were flying to um, St. Petersburg or Tampa or Jacksonville, you know, you might be able to find that $100 airfare. But there's going like, uh, to be a premium. Now, Matt, for you, if it looks too expensive, then I wouldn't buy it. I would wait and I would set up airfare alerts for yourself and I would go over to airfarewatchdog.com and I would set up an alert from your city for not just the deal to not just the direct flight from Orlando, but for all flights out of your local city so that that way, you know, when that, when that, you know, that good deal is happening. That's how I know about uh, last night there were there were from Boston to Delhi and Boston to Mumbai. There were flights for two to five hundred dollars round, round trip. Whoa, 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 to Mumbai. Yes, so you could fly to yeah, and that's because I had set up on my computer alerts from theflightdeal.com, which I think you guys know about or at least have heard about. 
flight deal? Maybe not. No, theflightdeal.com? No. Okay, so theflightdeal.com is a blog. And all they do is post ridiculously great airfare. And they do this on a daily basis. And you can follow your own local area. So I follow Boston because I spend the majority of my time here. Yeah. And whenever something, you know, whenever a great deal for Boston comes up, I actually get a little like pop up, like a little uh, uh, push alert on my computer. Um, and even so, I mean, you can just subscribe to this on Feedly and you should have enough time. Sure. If you follow them on Twitter, then you might even catch those two to $500 flights to, to India. All right. That, so that's insane. I have, I have, I'm in tech, so I have quite a few buddies who are, are Indian or, you know, coworkers who are Indian and they pay like thousands. thousands of dollars to, to go there and back. And so that's, you're literally saying, and they say that's by far the most expensive part of their trip because everything is like so freaking cheap over there. It's not even a thing. Yeah. So, so those flights wow. were probably, those flights were on Emirates and Emirates was maybe having a promotion. It's also possible, although I don't think this was the case last night, but it's, it's not uncommon for there to be mistake fares. It's a rarity, but it happens. And when it happens, you have to be paying attention. But if, you pay, if you're paying attention to the right channels on Twitter, like The Flight Deal or other Airfare Watchdog or, uh, or any, any sort of travel hacker that you want to start paying attention to, they're going to be tweeting out when people uncover these deals. So I flew to, in January, uh, from Boston to Milan for $125 round trip. What? And uh, and the only and the reason I was able to do this one I was paying attention, which is really a big like. Deal. Did you change your whole trip plan because you saw this deal? You're like, well, I guess I'm going. Two, that's the other thing. I didn't have a trip plan. I simply had the time to be flexible. So right. the more flexible you are, Obviously, the more freedom yeah. you can build into your life, and then the more you can build travel in when it's cheap, right? So it, it, the travel industry, I mean, the inability to be flexible. Travel companies exploit that. It's not like deliberate exploitation. Well, it's it's just the nature of the market, right? Sure. Dude, do, do you approach it like you, you and your family, you're going to go, like, you know you're going to go away in November, and you'll literally, you're like, trust me, like, we're going away in November, we're just going to find out where we're going, and, like, it'll present itself. That's exactly right. Interesting. So you, you said step one in this process of finding a flight, no matter what you're doing, is time, right? Yes, yes. Assess your time. Assess how you can be flexible with your time. Mm -hmm. If you cannot be flexible with your time, then... At least then you know that. Then right. you know that right. you're dealing probably with having to pay more or getting lucky. What would be your step two? Uh, for anybody you know that doesn't have complete flexibility and you need to target a particular uh, departure day. Like a conference or something. Yeah, I have something that I call the 54-day rule, which is not actually mine, but cheapoair.com, which is a budget airline search thing, analyzed millions of flights in their system and they determined yeah. that 54 is the magic number, right? right? In of days in advance of which you should book your flight. Um, it's not like a hard and fast rule, but it's a great place to start. So for us recording this podcast today, it's October 15th. It'll be December 8th. Uh, we'll stay. Uh, if you think you might be traveling on December 8th, today's the day to be looking, you know? So especially because it's a Wednesday. Right. So, uh, so of course, it's not a hard and fast rule because it could also be a Saturday that's 54 days in advance, and that contradicts the whole Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thing. Sure. The so you'd point wait is like a few complex. days? Or, mm. Yeah, I would, I, personally, I would wait. I, I have kind of given up booking on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Really? Hmm. All right. So right, Because you can save hundreds. That's right. crazy because that's when I usually book. That's like when we have time to get together, and I guess that, You and everyone else, but I think everybody's yeah. busy, and if you're able to carve out that time in the middle of your day on Tuesday when you might otherwise have work to do, 
You, you you say middle of the day, so evening on Tuesday is not as good as like noon on Tuesday. I actually can't speak to that, but I would be willing to bet that I'd be willing to bet that ninety nine or nine times out of ten, you're fine if you check middle of the day Tuesday. Think about it, go home, search again. It, there it is. I bet you'll be fine. Now I but, would still I would yeah. But I would still target the times where less people are looking. I would still consider that step one as time. I agree. Okay. That kind of falls into that falls into the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thing. Right. We're so just you, getting down to the hours of the day. Yeah. So all right, that is so that's where you're gonna find the cheapest or that's where your best chances are to find the cheapest flights. Right. So I think what we've done so far is we've established a uh, like a baseline strategy for putting a net out there to catch good airfare so that you're paying attention with these alerts and you mm-hmm. might be on Twitter paying attention to the right channels like the flight deal. Um and, and then you're coming at it with the right time frame. Like, all right, are we 54 days in advance? What day of the week is it? And, uh, you know, what days am I looking to travel and how flexible can I be? So there you've got the right mindset to approach getting a cheaper, a cheaper flight, right? Right. Then I think what you should do. I mean, all, what, I mean, already I'm stressed out. So it's just, you know, I'm, <laughs> I've already, I just can't. All right, so let me let me simplify it a little bit then, okay. Matt, because because I think you get what I'm saying. I do. It really Basically, is basically Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Just like do it then, and yeah. do it. Try try and get it to 54 days in advance. There you go. Yeah. So then the first thing I do is I check kayak.com, hmm. and I like kayak. I think kayak's pretty reliable. They I like find, kayak. To they find to, yeah great airfare in general, but what. I think kayak is is a terrific way to set a baseline for yourself because how do you know you're going to be getting a good deal on your flights if you don't have a baseline to right. judge by, mm-hmm. right? So the first thing first is find out how much kayak is selling it for, right? And then beat that. That's your goal right there, all right? Then just get creative to beat that. Mm. All right, that I like. Step okay, two, so, find your baseline. When, when do you start checking kayak, though? Because if you have, like, this 54 golden day rule, like, are you, like, I want to go on vacation, so you check, like, 100 days in advance to get, like, a baseline? Like, how, how do you? It's a good question. I think it's whenever you start, you start thinking about it, search for it, pay attention to it. Don't be in a huge rush. If the deal is really good, if it sounds like something that's affordable to you, Grab it. I mean, don't overthink it. I would I would much rather encourage people to actually travel and actually book the ticket impulsively than to overthink it, second guess it, stress out, and then get that right deal. Uh, that said, uh, I would I wouldn't you know I mean if you know you're going to be traveling, if you want to go like to Bali and you have a two week window or a one week window, and you know you know you know you're going to go for this conference that's happening next week next year or something, and you want to book in advance, right? I would either look way in advance, very early, like, you know, almost like 250 days in advance or something. And yeah. Just try to book as fast, as, as early as you can to lock it up. Plus, you're going to stress less about it. And you can start, once you got that, that fixed point on your calendar, you can start planning. And that's where the excitement happens. But if, if, you, if you're not way out in advance, then I would be patient about it. And I would, I would use what I'm telling you here to set your baseline and then begin to kind of dig around for cheaper flights. Look for deals. Be creative. All right, so that's the thing. That's step number three is dig around. Yeah, well, here's how you dig around. Good. Uh, and I can simplify it. So what I do is I check three websites. Okay. The first is uh, a website called Rome to Rio, and that's the number two. Rome to Rio.com. Uh, what Rome to Rio... Rome if you want to. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Rome so, around <laughs> the world. Okay, sorry, B-52s. What? What they do is they will show you uh, 
multiple ways to get between two different points anywhere in the world. So whether you're going from one city to the next, if you're going from an airport to the city center, or you're going from, you know, uh, Wichita to Kuala Lumpur, you know, uh, it will tell you all the different ways to get there. And you can then kind of get an idea, not only how much that will cost, but what the best way is for you. So for me, Oh, wow. I'll, it's, it's like the Google Maps of airfare. It's of like or flying. The tool is amazing. I love, I love the way it breaks down. It tells uh, me, it'll flights, tell me how long it's going to take me by train to get to the airport. Like it literally the, is the end to end, end bookends of like, wow, flying. Sorry, yeah. good. It's I'm, okay. I'm just, all of, I know, isn't it cool? All of the it is overland really cool. travel, uh, all of the overland travel that it, it, like, that it explains to you, to me, is great. It provides me alternative options. There might be and a ferry between dollars, points. dollars. I didn't realize Dollar that. value. So like if you're going to JFK, it's like five dollars by train and shit. Like, so, sorry, uh, it's you actually just, really you just totally geeked out on the whole like. I, tool. I think this is an amazing tool. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea this existed. I love it. It's one of my favorite travel tools. Absolutely. So I use that to get a good kind of topograph topographical understanding of exactly how to get between two points, and then I will start searching Skyscanner.com and Google Flights, which is really just a simplified version of the ITA matrix. Uh, ITA is a software company. The Matrix is their flight search tool. It's been around since the 90s. Uh, Google, I don't know if Google bought it, but at least they use it to power Google Flights. Uh, and I think if you go google.com slash flights, you just search Google Flights. Yeah. Uh, it will, searching skyscanner.com and Google Flights will give you a very comprehensive and creative uh, overview, again, of the sort of discounts that you can get. Now, the problem with Skyscanner that I find, not only can you not book through these two different searches, they're just search engines, but they uh, show you kind of absurd routes that you might never want to go on, like 28-hour journeys to get from, you know, the middle of the United States to Europe. Uh, but at least then you know, like, oh, wow, you know, this is like $600 cheaper than what I saw over at Kayak, or it's not cheaper, and what Kayak's offering me is actually pretty good. Interesting. So now you're getting a really robust picture of the deals and the combinations of flights that these search engines can provide for you. And you're better able to judge what kind of a, uh, a discount might be out there relative to your baseline that you've established from Kayak. All right. So the, the Google Flights is a search engine tool. It is not necessarily a – you can't book through this. You can't book through them, no. All right. So this is – so how – why would you even why would you even use kayak as a baseline when you could use this as a baseline? No? Well, you could use that as a baseline, but I think kayak's kind of a uh, kayak's a better baseline of because you're gonna get better routes through kayak. Skyscanner again is gonna show you like they'll show you the cheapest price, but it's like a nightmare travel situation that nobody wants to go on. you know you're gonna fly an extra stop and have like a seven hour layover you know in an airport. It's miserable. Nobody wants to do that. It's almost worth paying the extra two to three hundred dollars not to do that. Oh, you know what I'm looking at here? So I just did I'm just doing my I'm using my example of the you know Orlando flight. I love it from Philadelphia. Yeah. Google flights actually, I typed in the airport, my Philadelphia airport, but it said tip. You fly out of Wilmington, which is actually not that much further from me, and you can, and it's only one hundred and sixty-five dollars if I fly Frontier. I love it. There so you I go. So I just See. keep. I'm just gonna. Keep, so, and it's actually the good. They're good times to fly too. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. That way I can get hammered. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I all right. So you got the time. You got the. You got kayak to find your baseline. You start digging around. You gave us the three sites. 
Yep. And then Skyscanner, Google Flights, Rome to Rio. Then where do you? Then you buy directly from that. So I yeah, go to Frontier. So at this point. You see a deal for Frontier. It's super low. You're probably feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. You know, you can either keep that in mind, or you can just go ahead, book it. You know, just get yourself there if it's if it's affordable, and it sounds right. And you've tra- you've done this route before, and you don't want to do that. You know, you don't want to pay as much as you paid before. Then you know it's a good deal. Like I know ninety nine dollars from Boston to Chicago is a great deal, so I'm going to jump on that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but if uh, if not, then you're going to start to piece together your flights using a combination of going directly through the airlines, which I always recommend, like I said before. And I have four budget airline search tools. I don't know if you want me to get into them. I, I do want you to get into them. Okay. Yes. All right. The first is... So this is uh, when we're... This is as we're... We found a good deal. We're going to try to book. And we're, we're going to keep digging as we try to book as well, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So the first is momondo.com. That's M-O-M-O-N-D-O.com. And it's particularly great, I find, for... I've heard of this. Yeah, it's particularly great for finding, uh, for whatever reason, for finding low-cost European carriers. So if you're flying in Europe uh, or maybe even Northern Africa and you're flying, you know, you want to you search for something less than what like American Airlines is going to charge you, then they might be able to find a, uh, uh, just a cheaper option. Or like Aer Lingus might pop up on Momondo because Aer Lingus is basically a budget airline out of Ireland. And that's mm-hmm. going to be cheaper for them to fly uh, within that continent than, than intercontinentally. Uh, another one would be Viama, V-A-Y-A-M-A. Uh, they're just kind of in general a good search tool. They're just another one to have in your back pocket, really. I don't use them that often, but for example, the Emirates uh, flights to India that I was talking about earlier, two to five hundred dollars. Those were coming up on Viama last night, so it is what it is. It, some people are going to find it, some people are, are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Cheapo Air, which came up with that fifty-four day rule. Cheapoair.com, uh, and they're just another. St- super budget, low budget thing. And then there's one called We Go Low, W-E-G-O-L-O. I've used them before. Uh, I got a $50 flight from, where did we go? From, oh, it was just Dublin to London. But like $50, that's how much it should cost. I think I saved like $200 on that flight wow. by using We Go Low. And uh, they, right now, I, I, was, I just booked last, no, this morning I booked a flight from Boston to Istanbul. I needed to get to Athens the flight from Boston to Athens was $850, which I actually think is a pretty good deal. Uh, the flight to Boston to Istanbul was $599. Mm, and, wow. then, and then I used We Go Low, and I got a $60 flight from Istanbul to, Ath- yeah. to Athens. Right. So, that, so there's all these different combinations. But the fact is a lot of these low-cost carriers do not, like Southwest – like Ryanair out of England, no, Ireland, do not appear in these online search engines. I guess because it costs them too much money in affiliate whatever to be listed. So in order to keep it low, they must, yeah. Mm. So huh. you so, can... Wait, you, real quick. You, go these, ahead. These websites that you mentioned, um, these are not things you book through, right? Or they are things... Oh, you no, they are. Okay, yeah, you can okay. book through these guys. Now, okay. again, I always recommend going directly through the airline. Yep. But if you... It, it, knowing exactly where like what low-cost carriers are available in the places that you're going, that can be kind of tough. Like, can you guys name a couple like Southeast Asian carriers that are budget? Oh, yeah, Malaysia Airlines. I was going to say, no, because no one flies on that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, they are now. They are now. They have a pretty Uh, good crash record. Yeah, so like, (laughs) not anymore. It's so sad. I actually really liked Malaysia Air. I had a good uh, experience with them. Yeah. 
Uh, anyways, they, they had, you know, open bar on international flights. That's amazing. That's your kind of thing, Matt. Man, so, so were the, were the pilots <laughs> allowed to use the bar? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So. Too soon? Too soon? <laughs> too, soon. too soon. Uh, there are, so there are a lot more, they're like, you know, Air Asia, Tiger Airways, Jetstar, JetBlue, Southwest. Uh, yeah. Ryanair, Aer Lingus, EasyJet, you know, all these. If you go over to Wikipedia and you look up a, a list of low-cost airlines, you can find out which low-cost airlines are flying to the place that you're flying. Right. If you're flying in the U.S., it's easy, right? It's JetBlue, it's Southwest, it's Frontier. Those are the three? It, it's Spirit? Or it's Spirit. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Spirit, I feel like picking up, uh, picking up steam these days. Yeah. So uh, those, are your, those are your three. Yeah. Uh, and but in other countries it can be harder to kind of remember i, can, I certainly can't remember that uh you know tiger airways flies out of and I, I can't even actually remember i would guess thailand but i'm not 100 percent sure um but if you if you go over to wikipedia you see who flies it's all organized by country you see who flies there head on over to their website search their website see what they have it might be a hundred dollars less than what you're seeing uh offered by any of the search engines or certainly kayak and so for me, it's just about getting creative. Now, a lot of that can be kind of involved, but I'm talking about saving hundreds of dollars, so it does take a little bit of work. Interesting. I and just like uh, this, this whole, and then that's that's really it. Like then, like, uh, is there is there any ways to when you book through the actual airlines themselves? Is there a way to be, sign up for a thing? That you could get cheap shit because I've heard people like they sign up for Spirit, you know, airline card or some sort of like just being a member. I guess they get like emailed like dollar deals and shit like that. Well, if you sign up for any airlines newsletter or uh, or what fre- frequent flyer program, you're going to get the heads up on their sales via email. Right. Uh, there's that I know of. There's not really like a better. Well, you know, that's a good point. I mean, um, Spirit has a a whole program I think that can give you like single dollar single digit dollar uh flights and stuff but you have to be paying a uh, some degree of it's almost like being a member hmm. uh, i don't fly spirit very often mostly why, because why spirit and frontier will ding you on uh Air, on car- ba- carry-on baggage right and i hate that <laughs> yeah i mean to me that just really rubs me the wrong way i i i, I only carry on and if i was going to get Same. charged 25 dollars for my 30 dollars for my for my one bag that i'm carrying on what am i supposed to do what airlines? So what airlines do that? Because that's that's a thing that people don't realize. I also get, only carry on, and I, that pisses me off. Yeah, it really just really annoys me. I mean, it's almost as if they're working against a system that I have adapted to, right. and now they're disrupting it, and it's very it's an annoyance. And that's Spirit uh, and Frontier, right? Because they're the same company. That's right. Mm. Are they the same company? I didn't yeah, know that's that. What I, yeah, okay. I think they're owned by the same company. Okay. Um, so that's crazy. Yeah. So then if. All, you do all of this stuff and you've got your idea and, you, and you've got your kind of like your tickets all set up, right? And clicking buy now still stresses you out. Yes. There are uh, some tools that you can go to, one of which I'll name here right now because it's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head. But it's called uh, Flyer, F-L-Y-R.com. It's in beta. So this is like, this is something you'll find on Product Hunt probably in, in the near future. But it's called, it's called Flyer. And you can go to getflyer.com. And what it does is it analyzes the likelihood as to whether or not your flight price will go up or down. Love that. Oh, you've just scratched my itch right there. <laughs> I'm like a data. Oh, man, dude. The, and the button when you t- so I went to the page when you type in the, the uh, like you want to go to JFK, SFO, whatever the date. 
and the button says predict now. That just like gives me goosebumps. There it is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so that's that's a that's about it. And I mean, if any, if all of this sounds like a complete nightmare, then you can always just go over to flightfox.com or a website I know called natesrates.com. Is that is that yours? No. Oh yeah. Thank you for asking. But that's I was going to say. I, I really <laughs> thought you were so going to say. If, if you're in doubt, you should really just go to dailytravelpodcast.com. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. It's a different Nate. Um, and Nate, was it Nate's rates? Nate's rates. Yep. So it's a friend of the show. It's her husband. Uh, she was a guest on my show. Her husband runs it. Um, and these guys will find you a better deal. Nate's rates will do it for a hundred dollars flat fee on whatever you're doing. Flight Fox, I think, has a uh, variable cost. Uh, so it depends on what you're looking for. Like it might be $50 for a domestic flight, uh, but they'll do all the work for you and they'll likely save you more than the $50 that you're paying them. That's the point, so, right? Yeah. So like for you, you said, I just want to pay somebody to do it for me. There's your solution. Right Flight there. Fox. Yeah. Dad, I, know, I did not know that existed. I mean, I don't, mind, like, I, don't, I don't mind doing the research, but yeah, that, that whole, when you said um, get flyer, right? The idea that I don't know if this is good, if I should wait. Like, look, I, I found a flight for $230, U.S. Airways, nonstop, because I found out if I fly out Monday, it's going to be cheaper, and if I fly out on a Tuesday, and it's out of my hometown, I can, if I fly out of Wilmington, it's a little bit cheaper, so I can get it down pretty low, like a buck thirty. right? That's pretty good to fly to Orlando. Well, I guess I don't know, but if I check my baseline at Kayak, I would know that. Now, uh, like... Booking it through the airline, pretty much, I, I don't have a problem doing that. Uh, and I don't mind doing the research. It's just, it's stressful because I don't know the steps. This, what I've written down, because I've written down everything you've said, because I have to follow this. I'm putting it, I'm going to print this out. I might even write a blog post and then print that and maybe create like a little matrix out of this. And I'll, I'll send it over to you. So and you maybe you have one. yourself. Yeah, right? maybe, maybe you have one already. But this Yeah, I'm actually putting it together and I've been working on this. So if people want to go over to dailytravelpodcast.com slash listen money matters, uh, they can download just a copy exactly what you're talking about. They can download Ooh. this this uh, step by step guide and every time you need to look for airfare, just follow these steps. I didn't have to write all this down because you'd already created it. Sa save that's your right. ink, Matt. There you're right. There you go. Wonder and that's real so what is it? Dailytravelpodcast.com slash listen money matters. There you go. Yeah, it's kind of the longest URL ever, but it, it's fitting. Perfect. That's awesome. Dude, thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. That that was that was unexpected and uh, delightful. <laughs> well, it's helpful, and I think that you're right. Like Matt, we talked a little bit before this, yeah. because you guys were on my show, and you're right. Like the airline thing is stressful. I do all of the airline searches because if you saw my wife do it, you would never let her do it again. It <sighs> becomes this whole emotional journey for yeah, her. Yeah, and me. then she looks at me and she's like, eee! and her, she's biting her nails, and it's like, okay, all right, step back, step back. I'll take this. I'll right. take, I got this, honey. You yeah. know, and I get to step in and do it. But I love traveling. I love getting my hands dirty. I love finding the stuff for myself or for other people. And uh, and so we're we're a good couple for that reason when it mm -hmm. comes to travel. Right. Is there any other tips that you have before you like just to kind of wrap things up? Like stuff that hidden hidden costs, like in the airport or uh, you know, you mentioned the frontier and spirit thing, like how they they'll ding you on baggage sometimes. So you got to be careful of that. But like 
you know, bring your own bottle of water to the airport or, or something along those lines. I mean, oh, you can't really do that. Yeah, bring your own bottle of water. You can bring an empty bottle and then you can fill it after. <laughs> Just make sure your bottle's empty. Well, there you That's a tip. I would have not known to do <laughs> I, that. I didn't even consider that. I'm no, like, you can't not. bring liquid. So clearly not yeah. even empty. Yeah. Yeah, right. No. So there's that. There's, um, I, you know, all different airline airports are different. Like I'm flying to Istanbul in a week. And that airport is notoriously more expensive than other airports. Like it's, it, Istanbul is cheaper than Paris, but their airport is more expensive to eat at. So the rules are kind of up in the air. Yeah. It's just gonna it's just gonna depend on so many different. I could tell factors. you, as expensive as the airport is, the toilets are still a hole in the ground. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Squat toilets. When do you guys? I took a shit before I went on vacation. I don't need to poop while I'm there. Oh, there's the toilet humor again. You know, I mean, if you, if you, well, maybe we shouldn't get into that, but I think sometimes you get lucky in certain countries when you're, when you eat food that's so foreign to you that you become constipated yeah. and you're like, oh, thank God I'm constipated. Yeah. Yeah. I think you say that you get lucky because your hotel room toilet has a bidet. <laughs> ah, bidets. <laughs> uh, the, ben- the, the benefits of traveling to Europe. Another bidet, another dollar. <laughs> I don't know why that that was that was really stupid. <laughs> that was dumb. All right, so all right, so, I mean that's that's good. I, it's, I, this, is, this is super helpful, and it's uh and your and your website's dailytravelpodcast.com, and you can go to dailytravelpodcast.com slash us money matters if you want to download this thing. What's coming up for Nathaniel? What what besides these, the trip to Istanbul and Athens? What's what's next for you? What are you what are you up to? Well, I'm still I'm I'm a, uh, a freelance designer, brand designer, and uh, web designer by trade. So I'm always kind of just working and looking for clients and doing that on the side. Uh, that's not sexy, except for the fact that it allows me to actually work wherever I want, mm-hmm. uh, which is a deliberate thing. I that I you know it was a de- deliberate decision that I made after coming back from around the world trip, in which I bartended and cleaned hostels and did all the sort of odd jobs that were fine and, and life-changing in a way. You're sitting around a New Zealand bar as a bartender with a bunch of uh, Kiwis working uh, yeah. late nights was a lot of fun. It was really romantic. But uh, I got home and I was like, I, I don't want to do that again. So I learned web design and uh, that's been my kind of my skill that I've been able to freelance. Nowadays, I'm um, kind of channeling my passion for travel to inspire other people to get out and do that and to find the stories that are waiting for them on the road. Uh, that's what my show is about. I want to uh, help people uh, take advantage of travel to to it's an opportunity for people to to kind of create their own personal legends and take these stories home and share share these stories with the people who who follow you in in time in life uh to me i i'm excited by that prospect i love the stories that i have i'm very proud of them my travel stories are my greatest possessions awesome. and i want other people to have them what one last question for you yeah man um you're a wealth of information uh, and I, I'm sure you didn't like just like pull it out of the air. Like, are there <laughs> any are there any books that like you think just like killed it for you? Just- and, it, and it can be just general travel books or like general just life sort of like, hey, s- stop working and go travel. <laughs> or, or it could be like uh, you're in Istanbul. This is where you need to eat. I, well, I have to say that travel blogs are going to be the uh, the absolute flat out option. So, like Istanbul, I'm going and I'm going to I'm going to look at istanbulfood.com. I'm going to look at my friend Katie Parla's website, parlafood.com, which she talks about Istanbul. You find the people who have the same taste as you, and you follow those people because uh-huh. they will guide you when it comes time to go to these places. You, you, it takes the stress off of 
well, where do I eat in Paris? Yeah. You check that one person you trust and you email them. They'll, bloggers love interaction. Email your favorite food blogger. Ask them where to eat in the places that you go. That to me is a great, is, is, is the best the best resource. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, in terms of travel books and stuff, to be perfectly honest, I am, uh, well, I'm kind of a nerd and I like fiction. And I, what I think is really great about fiction when it comes to, uh, when it comes to travel is that it imparts someone else's perspective, uh, on you and it gives you the opportunity to see things through other people's eyes, which to me is the whole point of travel. Yeah. It's one of the greatest benefits of travel. And the fact that fiction uh, can either inspire you, like my favorite travel book, I always say, Lord of the Rings. Because Really? Hell yeah. You're you know now I mean? like, <laughs> you're now up <laughs> here for me. Not alert. Not alert. I tried to do that with the beer, but it was the Lord of the Rings reference. But it was that <laughs> moment in Lord of the Rings, either the book or the movie, in which Sam says, this is the farthest I've ever been. Every step I take from here will be the farthest <laughs> I am from home. That moment to me, I was like, oh, that's what life is all about. Yes. I couldn't agree more. That's where, the fun, that's where the fun starts. <laughs> Gooey. <laughs> Got my Lord of the Rings books. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. Oh, man. That's all right. That's great. That's perfect. So read uh, Lord of the Rings and travel bloggers. I, I never thought to look up a food blogger to, to find out like where to eat in certain places. Yeah, well, the thing is, should have did that know, for New Orleans. What was I like, thinking? Yeah. Like you guys, I interview people. Well, I actually interview you guys. Don't interview every day, but I, I do, and I'm talking to all these people that are all around the world, and they have specialties, and they they know the different destinations. So if you're going somewhere and you want to know uh, who knows the restaurant scene, who knows the, the the tourism scene or the adventure scene in different areas reach out to me D drop me a line on twitter i'm just nathaniel mm -hmm. or uh or email me at nathaniel at daily travel podcast wait wait and your twitter handle yeah. is at oh that's yeah. right we talked about this uh, and I you said you get name. all spam and stuff i do because i do there's this australian <laughs> singer who goes by nathaniel one one word one name and i get all this like uh all these like tweets from australian teenagers being like i love you do you have a shitload of followers <laughs> no i only have a, over just over a thousand but I don't know. I don't think a lot of them are Australian. So interesting. That's uh, that's awesome. So cool. yeah. So reach out to me. I can probably connect you to somebody in the travel world that would love to hear from you. Perfect. I love it. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you, Nathaniel, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love your show, guys. I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. It's influenced my show definitely, and I'm Sweet. honored to be here. Oh, Thanks, excellent. Man. Yeah, I, I mean it. I appreciate that, guys. If you have questions about all this stuff, you know who to email. Go to at Nathaniel. No, just go to, go to <laughs> listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. That is our uh, email address. And if you like the show, please hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. No matter what podcast app you're on, there is a subscribe button. And, and uh, most notably, iTunes. Uh, and that would be helpful. Every you, time you hit subscribe. An angel gets its, its wings. Oh, dude, you literally stole it. Yep. <laughs> yep. And the reason I stole it. How did you do that? Because that was... <laughs> do you know why? It's in my favorite movie of all time. Really? Yeah, It's a Wonderful Life is my favorite movie. Oh, Not just damn. a Christmas movie, just in Dude, general. I'm sorry. I was trying. I was that was really clever of me right there, and you just stole my thunder. Now, nah, <laughs> see, I was, I was, I was clever and quicker. Damn it! Just came to me. Yep. Like, just randomly. Yep. Go fuck yourself. No, oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, if you guys like the show, uh, of course, subscribe, but also leave a review. And if you do leave a review, send it over to listenmoneymatters.gmail.com so we can send you some good stuff. And uh, today's review I'm reading is from Anna's, God, Abraham. 
Ibra- she was God in her. I know a- a- Anna's Ibrahim. Middle name God. Yeah, middle name <laughs> L- the Lord uh, from the United States, and the title is "Should Be Under the Comedy Section Two Five Stars." Guys, you are awesome. I have been living in the U.S. for a short time. For me to understand what the heck these financial philosophers are saying is very hard, since I come from a cash-only system where you were born with a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. What? Is that like Saudi Arabia or something? Wait a minute. How, how, are, you, how are you born with $100,000 in the bank? I don't know, but I want to live in that country. That's, that's where I'm <laughs> dropping my first child. Yeah. For me to understand what the heck these other financial philosophers are saying is very hard since I came from a cash-only system where you are born with $100,000 in the bank, smiley face. You guys are very easy to relate to, and I am recommending this podcast to my brother, too. Thank you. Well... Uh, Email us. Tell us where to have our kids. Yeah, I don't know where this cash-only system of a hundred thousand dollars is, but I want to know. Dual citizenship, please, especially for a hundred thousand dollars. So she's terrified of of what burning through all that money. Need your help. Yeah. You have some fascinating followers. Ah, that's that's pretty awesome. I know. Yeah. Thank you, Anas Ibrahim. I feel like they teach us more than we teach them. Yes. Go to our website, listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox, and listenmoneymatters.com uh, slash toolbox is where we keep all of our information, all the things, the tools that we recommend. We're going to be throwing a lot of the tools that we recommend on this show, a lot of the apps and stuff, because, I, I again, I've never heard a lot of these, and these are perfect. And we do mm. have some travel stuff. We have a travel section of the toolbox that has uh, stuff that you can use, and I'm sure a lot of these can get thrown in there, right, Andrew? Yeah, I'm se- it's pretty bare right now. I think yeah. there's like two or so sites. So Yeah. yeah. Now we can fill it up. So thank you for that. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. Nathaniel, thank us again for being on the show. Oh, thank you, guys. All right. We look forward to hanging out with you next time. No, that's not what I say. That's not what I say at all. Read your script, Matt. Read your script. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thanks <laughs> again. Don't ever know. Pull it up. All right. Here we go. Thanks again for hanging out with us, and we look forward to the next episode. So later, guys. You nailed it. <laughs> later, Matt. Later. Fuck Bank of America. Fuck them right in their goddamn assholes. Let me tell you something. You're going to steal $35 from me because you told me I overdrafted my fucking account when I had money in there and then had a direct deposit go in? You know what? You stole enough money from the American taxpayers because you were idiots. So take my $35. Wipe your asses with it. Shove it up your ass. Fucking choke on it for all I care because I'm never going to do business with your fucking shitty company again. Fuck Bank of America. Please tell your friends about this show.